0: I am in tech online, JBA here, and welcome to bonus episode 24 of Diversity and Mentorship in Technology, where we continue the conversation about diversity, mentorship, careers, and business in technology with our guests. Each bonus episode is tied to a show episode, so don't forget to check that out first if you haven't already done so. Now, one more time, let's reintroduce our guest, Natalie, and get into a deeper discussion regarding the topic of the week, Robotics. So Natalie, welcome back. Thanks. So in terms of robotics, I know you said robotics, automation, machine learning, and in the initial show you provided our listeners some you know, basics of what robotics is and we kind of went into topics of how far we still have to go to creating a fully automated, let's say sentient you know, AI. We're, we're quite a few years, even you know, multiple decades away from that. But in terms of what robotics does now and how to get there, what are some things that you're personally working on that you're excited about as it relates to AI and the automation of that, where maybe in the future, you know, sooner than, than later, there is some automation of processes, car driving, that type of thing that can really operate independently on their own?
1: So there are a lot of technologies to be excited about. Uh, and the cool thing about a new field or an emerging field like AI is that soon we'll be able to see it in every, and as a part of anything you can think of, like computers are, right? So you can use computers at a law firm, at a law firm, just like you can use it at, at an insurance firm, um, at an auto sale company. It can be used anywhere, and AI will be in the, the same way. So right now, I'm actually in the uh, robotics process automation field, and that's a really small pocket in IT. So what it's trying to accomplish, it's really just automation software and there is no physical robot. There's sort of these conceptual software robots. And the goal is to automate business processes using this software. And there are uh, specific companies that are focused on it, like Automation Anywhere, UiPath is really popular right now for that. Uh, And that's just a really small pocket, an extension of IT. So when you think about IT, you think about technology within the business sector. So, like a law firm, that the IT department in that law firm focuses on making the computers for the law firm efficient, making communication through technology efficient, Uh, and RPA is is in addition to that. So, now RPA within IT is focusing on business processes and how we can automate the processes through the IT department. So, that's one small pocket of IT uh, and then there are so many other things uh, that we could do in in the AI space, right? Like I said, every industry will be affected at some point. So I think it's important right now if you're interested in AI to just do some research and see I think when you talk about technology, first you have to focus on what your interest is right? So if you're interested in law or you're interested in insurance, Start there and then look at the pieces of technology that you can focus on within that pocket of the industry. So in the insurance industry, machine learning can be applied to underwriting and et cetera. So.
0: That's really interesting. And I, I actually haven't looked at it. I mean, I've obviously talked about it on the show in that area where, as you mentioned, which makes sense, the technology is going throughout each sector. But instead of, and my question was actually going to be, if I'm a student, you know, what languages do I learn or what, you know, trying to conceptualize, where do I go from a career perspective? But I think what you said in terms of your passion first, whether it's insurance or whether it's, you know, the trucking industry or whether it's uh, automating or GPS, whatever that, that sector is or that industry is, follow your passion first for it. And then know that the automation or the better improvement processes for each sector will Permeate through that vertical of that sector. I think that's a kind of a more successful way to look at it. If you, you know, have some thoughts about it for a young, let's say, student in college or high school who is just looking at at AI or automation, but it's such a big field. Focusing on what you like to do, industry-wise, first may be a better take. Or if someone is trying to change careers, focus on what you're doing now in your industry, become an expert there, and then enable the automation processes in that regard.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the best way to do it because if you go out right now and you say, well, I want to be in the tech industry. What does that mean? Right? Like Mm -hmm. if you start applying for jobs, you're one of tens of thousands of people applying for that job. And if you don't have a specific pocket that you want to go into, you're making it very difficult for yourself in the field. So I would say start with something you like. Let's say this is a small example, but you really like puppies and animals and you're just, you've always loved animals. That's your thing. Well, there are websites like Chewy.com, right? So go to a company like Chewy.com and apply for a tech support role there, right? And now you're involved in something you really like, but you're also a tech support person for a website, a very famous website that focuses on animals. So I think that's the right way to approach it. And as far as getting to AI, in order to get to AI, I would say from a career standpoint, right? It always starts off with technical support. So if you think about a company like Chewy.com, at the very beginning, the entry level job of that website are the tech support, client facing. You always start at tech support if you want to get into the tech industry. And then comes the engineers. So after tech support comes computer science. So if you want to get into AI, you want to start with computer science. That's the base level of education, base level that you need to understand. And then from computer science, you, If you really want to be a machine learning engineer um, or an AI research scientist, you really need to take that extra step and go for your master's of science or PhD uh, and focus on something specific, either machine learning or AI, um, and that's the trajectory of how to get to, to AI. But like I said, there are so many different ways to get into different pockets of that without going the PhD route, which is what I did, right? So I found automation within the IT space. I like IT, and you only need a bachelor's for something like that. So there are ways to find AI in different spaces, in different industries, without going for the specific machine learning engineer job, because that's just a whole
0: other track, right? Absolutely. And that's important as well because I think that if you are in, you know, even myself as a developer, you know, I didn't become a developer overnight. <laughs> I actually came from finance right. finance, right? So I, you know, it's people say similar, but definitely not when you're dealing with different variables. I learned under you know, I studied under some really great people, um, not officially, but just, you know, learning from the QAs, the other engineers in the room and, and really grasping the concepts and absorbing as much as I could. So that's something that is really important to take heart in and that if you decide to Go that route a little further, then you go the the PhD route or the the school route. But it just getting an interest in it, because you don't know you, you never know. You may hate it, you may not like it, and say no, this is not for me. And, right. And um, you know, I was always a big fan of of finding what you don't like to do, and then don't do that thing. And so <laughs> it's right. it, it's the best way to, to narrow down what you're what you're trying to. Focus on so one last thing I want to ask um, you know about the AI and and robotics engineering specifically as it relates to helping people improving the world and I think a lot of it kind of goes to okay using it for cool gadgets or you know improving processes but I think in general what are your thoughts on robotics as it could help improve other countries other you know let's say third world countries or or places where they're not as technology savvy how could robotics in your opinion because I have my own thoughts help those countries and the people in those countries. You talked about poverty before. How can it help elevate humanity? You know, to to becoming more collaborative, more helpful to one another. What are your, some thoughts there?
1: I really like that question. So again, when you think about AI and robotics, you have to realize that it's just an extension of computer science. So it's an, it's a, think about it like a really smart computer, right? the next generation of what a computer could do right and that, and when you think about it that way you can explore the fact that it just depends on how we're doing as a society and what we're focusing on right so these tools that we're creating using ai they're only as good as we want them to be which is why i think that the most important thing is not to ask the question what can ai do for me but what can I do to make sure that when AI hits the ground running, it is affecting society in a positive way and not a negative one? And I think we start that by having, bringing up ethical uh, development and ethical concerns in the AI space any chance that we get, right? Because we want lawmakers and the government and society to make up our minds about how we feel about AI before we start creating these tools. Because the fact of the matter is that an AI tool, when you say, what can it do for, for you know, a a poor society or what can it do for a community? Whatever the person wants it to do. And it's going to be such a powerful machine that whatever it is doing is going to have a huge impact on that community or on that business. So when you think about, like, RPA automation, what I'm doing now, there are two things that the company can do with the amount of money they're saving with the business processes, right? They can either fire that person, or they can give that person different work, or they can change the workload as it's understood. And it's all about how the company feels and and what the company's ethical standards are on their employees. So I don't think the question is, what can AI do for us? I think it's, are we preparing ourselves for what AI will be capable of doing? Mm. Because the answer is that it can do anything. It can do anything. So the the important question is always talking about ethical development, how we feel about AI in society, how we feel about the laws that will surround it. I think if we start those conversations first, the outcome will be a much more positive one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The preparation for it is really crucial. You know, I'll end on that note with the conversation I had, you know, a couple of months ago with somebody where I said the robots, imagine, you know, you have the the AI and this is getting into the future, but a robot walking your dog, right? Or, or outside doing the, the lawn maintenance. They're not inside your home. So the comfortability of that, you know, as we kind of slowly progress, it moves along a spectrum and, and the preparation of that as a society needs to develop in terms of a deeper conversation. But I want to thank you again, Natalie, for being on the show. And I think, you know, some really great points of talking topics, robotics specifically here, and, and uh, you know, we'll definitely chat soon.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for the time.
0: Want to know how to get your website up and running, but don't know how to hire the right people or where to find them? Well, DMIT, you can take my online DIY course, Building Your Online Website, where we take a look at the steps needed to build your website online and succeed. Our team walks you through each and every step of the process from finding the right logo designer to hiring the right developer and mistakes most make along the way that you can avoid. We also share some amazing resources that will help you in your journey to starting your own website. Click on the classes section in the middle of the homepage to get started at DM in Tech. Want to hear more from Natalie as we dive into the topic of the week with our post-show discussion and commentary? Click on the Give Me Premium Access button on the top right of the website at DM in Tech. As a subscriber, you'll be able to access exclusive bonus content in our archived catalog of episodes. And don't forget our wonderful sponsor, WP Interns and in Alphabet Commerce. Until next time, I want to thank our guest, Natalie, for coming on the show. For those of you listening, stay unique, stay diverse.